It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Monday, June 8th, 2020, and this is the Locked On Jets podcast. I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com, and our show today is brought to you by Built Bar. Get $10 off your first order at builtbar.com by using promo code LOCKEDON. I've been thinking about the 2020 season and what it will take for us to consider this upcoming season a success for the New York Jets, and I've come to the conclusion that this really is, for me at least, a playoffs or bust season. I I think that it would be very difficult for me to look back on 2020 and say that this season was a success if the Jets failed to make the playoffs. And on today's show, I'm going to explain why. I, I don't think every single season for every team necessarily needs to result in a playoff berth. In fact, last year, I remember the criteria I laid out was my view was heading into 2019 that the Jets needed just to have a winning record. But for me, that's not enough this year. I think the Jets really do need to make the playoffs for me if I'm going to look back and say this was a good season. And for me, the first reason is simply the fact that the playoffs will be expanding this year. So there, there will now be seven teams in both the AFC and the NFC who will make the playoffs. And that's up from the six it's been for, oh, over two decades, probably three decades or so. And that, that changes a lot because part of my rationale for last year saying that the Jets needed to have a winning record is that there are frequently, or at least under the old system, there were teams that would go nine and seven and not make it. You know, there were many years where a team winning nine games was not among the top six in its conference. The conference could have seven teams win nine games. I mean, if you go back to 2015, of course, the Jets even had a 10 and six team that failed to make the playoffs. The only 10 and six team of the last five years in the NFL that did not make the playoffs, and you know, people looked back on that team with great frustration because they blew a game week 17 against a very mediocre Buffalo Bills team. And I was also frustrated too, because the Jets should have won that game. They were the better team in that game. I still believe that to the, to this day. And they had opportunities to win that game. It was a, it was a terrible loss. But when I look back on that 2015 season, I I think a lot of people say, well, they only remember it for the Jets losing that game. They should have won week 17. But I also remember that Jets team as a bit of a bad luck team because if you go 10-6, and six, it's typically a good year. I, I don't think you can ever look back on a 10-6 and six season and say that the season was a total failure. I think that the Jets, that was a good Jets team. And yes, they played a role in their own downfall by playing such a terrible game in the finale against the Buffalo Bills. But it was also a quality football team that most years would have already had a playoff spot clinched heading into Week 17 because they entered that game 10-5. and So usually when you're 10-5, and you don't need to win the last week to, to make the playoffs. So there was a bit of bad luck in there. But that changes when you, ha- when you add an extra team. Because if you look at recent NFL history... It's very rare. It's it's good. It's going to be close to impossible to have seven. If there are eight teams from a conference 
win at least 10 games. And I know you could have a division winner sneak in with nine, nine and seven or something like that. I know that it's not exactly, it's not always the, the top seven teams in the conference that make the playoffs because division winners get an automatic berth, whether they're in the top seven or not. But adding this extra team to the playoffs is going to make it very difficult for a 10 and six team or even a nine and seven team to miss the playoffs. In fact, what this likely will do, if recent NFL history is any indication, it's likely going to open the door to an eight and eight team making the playoffs. And you know, you can judge whether or not an eight and eight Jets team making the playoffs would be a success. I think after missing the playoffs for nine straight years, I would probably say yes. I would be inclined to say yes. But I think that the criteria just just adding the extra team to the playoffs changes because it makes it more difficult for a tough luck team like the twenty fifteen Jets to miss the playoffs. So that you know that that whole thing is off the table. I, I think as as far as I, that's just what I believe. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but recent NFL history suggests that you're more likely probably to put an eight, an eight and eight team in the playoffs by adding the seventh spot in each conference than you are to uh, have a ten win team out of the playoffs. Now the next reason I think that this season needs to end in the playoff spot for the Jets is indirectly due to Sam Darnold because you know we all talk about how important it is for Darnold to grow as a quarterback you know each season's important for Darnold's development and I think sometimes we separate these things where we say well I'd rather have a bad season where Darnold develops than a good season where Darnold takes a step back but I think that kind of thinking fails to uh, it fails to appreciate how those two are connected. Darnold's performance directly impacts the Jets' performance. It's, it's directly going to have an impact on the season. Whether or not he succeeds is going to have a big role in whether the Jets have a good season or a bad season. And yes, it, it's possible that you know the other parts of the team, maybe the defense takes a step back and Darnold has a big year and the Jets have a losing record. And yeah, it's possible maybe he doesn't have a great year and the defense plays just as well as it did a year ago, and the Jets still are able to work around that. But the most likely scenario is that Darnold's play is going to be directly correlated. His level of play is going to be directly correlated with the team's success because the most important player, the player who does the most to drive your team's record, is the quarterback. Again, not a, not a 100% proposition. There are scenarios where the team's performance and Darnold's performance are the opposite, where the Jets are good, Darnold's bad, Jets are bad, Darnold's good. But most those scenarios are not the most likely scenario. The most likely scenario is for Darnold and the Jets' performance to be the same. Darnold good, Jets good, Darnold bad, Jets bad. So that's one that's another reason is that if the Jets make the playoffs this coming season, it means that it most likely means that Darnold has at least taken one step forward, if not more. And of course, you're you're hoping for more, but I would take one step forward this season from Sam Darnold. So I think ultimately, the playoffs is kind of a substitute for saying Darnold needs to take a step forward. Now, I don't think Darnold's career is over if he fails to take a step forward. You know, you can make you can debate one way or another whether whether the Jets should go to year four with Darnold if this season does not include a step forward. But I think my read on the situation, not any insider knowledge, just my read on the situation from the outside, is that the Jets are committed to Darnold past this year. So I think that no matter what happens, it's most most Darnold's most likely going to be back for 2021. But we all want him to take a step forward, and if the team makes the playoffs this year. 
it's probably going to be because Darnold taking a step forward was a driving force behind that. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It comes in 16 flavors. Eight are chocolate and nut. Eight are chocolate and nut free. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they are soft and easy to chew. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Peanut butter brownie has 20 grams protein, 170 calories, 3 grams sugar, 3 grams net carbs. While mint brownie has 15 grams protein, 110 calories, 4 grams sugar, 5 grams net carbs. If you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your first order. Again, promo code LOCKEDON, one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at BuiltBar, B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com for $10 off your first order. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This is a Monday episode of the Locked On Jets podcast, and I am explaining today why I think that for the New York Jets, 2020 is a season where the team has to make the playoffs in order for us to view it as a success. And we talked about the expanded postseason in the NFL and we talked about Sam Darnold in our first segment. Now, I'm going to give you another reason, and I think it's Adam Gase. And we know Adam Gase has been a very controversial figure in this fan base since the day the Jets hired him. He was a guy a lot of fans did not want, and through year one, Gase has not done a whole lot to convince most fans that this was that hiring him was the correct choice. And... I think that for I don't think that this is a make or break year for Sam Darnold. It certainly is not a make or break year for Joe Douglas, the general manager. I mean, Douglas and Darnold are both probably going to be back in 2021. I'd say Douglas is definitely going to be back in 2021, and Darnold, I would put the odds in the 90 percent uh, area. But I think Gase, it's not as clear because he did not have a good year one. In fact, it was. It looked like it was heading for a total catastrophe. Gase, about halfway through the season, looked like he was heading for a one-and-done type situ- situation. The team was able to stabilize things in the second half and at least get the record to 7-9, and nine, but I don't think there are a lot of people who are looking back on that and saying this was a great coaching job. And you look at the rationale for, for Gase's hiring, and you, know, you talked about his offensive knowledge, he was hired. The Jets told us he was the right guy for Sam Darnold. And I think through year one, that's very much up in the air. And you know, here's the thing with Gase is that I keep hearing all of these things about how you know he has this offensive knowledge, about how he is going to work with Darnold. And I hear about, I hear the, the list of, I guess we'll call them excuses, why what happened last year wasn't his fault and why his failure in Miami wasn't his fault. But what he has to do is he has to show how he's making a positive difference. You know, it's one thing to say 
and we see we see this all the time in the NFL where people you know people's failures are explained away where people who don't do the job effectively you know they get they get absolved people say well it's not their fault but the thing is you have to show why things are better because you're there why are things better because you're here than they would be if you were not here and that's something Gase has to show and really the excuses that were made for him last year I'm not sure how relevant they're going to be this year it's unlikely the Jets are going to face as many injuries as they did a year ago and even then I think the I think it, the the argument behind like you know like you always heard about how 80 million dollars was on injured reserve well you know like that included guys who had who were vastly overpaid who were not worth the money like Truman Johnson the Jets did face a lot of injuries last year hopefully and you never know injuries 100% but hopefully there will be less injuries this year it's not his first year anymore which wasn't much of an excuse anyway because part of the rationale the Jets gave for hiring him was that he had coaching experience before so he could jump right in and do have success year one you know, there are no more excuses the players all know the system he's brought in his general manager you know he doesn't have McCagnan anymore which again was not much of an excuse because he agreed to work for McCagnan but he, he doesn't have McCagnan anymore he has his own general manager, and they've had a full offseason to build this roster up. And, and nobody's asking for a Super Bowl. Nobody's asking for a Super Bowl. If you one thing, if we were if we were saying, well, Gase has had one year win a championship, we're we're saying Gase has had one year make the playoffs. That's that's different. Gase has had one year finish seventh out of sixteen in your conference. That's a very different thing. So that's I think that at some point, you know, you can say whatever you want. You can say it's not his fault. You can say this guy has talent. He has to show it. And I think we've reached that point because if you go back to Miami, this is now three straight years where he's missed the playoffs. And I th- I don't see why Miami wouldn't count because if we're talking about somebody's capabilities as a coach, then everything he's done is relevant. So it's time for Gase to, you know, you can talk all you want about how the issues Gase has had are not his fault. You can talk about his team's success, his team's failures not being his fault. It's time for him to show why he's making a positive difference. So I think that for Gase, this is a really important thing for the Jets to make the playoffs. And on the same note as, you know, Darnold and Gase, I think it's important just to see players move forward because I've talked about some of the key players for the Jets. And if you're thinking long term, there are going to be some young players who are going to need to take a step forward for this team this year. And I guess it's more in line with what I said with Darnold is that there are certain players where if they have success, the team will have success. And if they don't succeed, the team having success is much less likely. And I'm thinking about Quinn and Williams. Can he develop into a star-level player? Can he become like the, the great pass rusher he has the potential to be? Chris Herndon, can he bounce back after a difficult season? You know, you, I, what I want to see is development from, from players. I want, I want to see guys, young, especially young players who were drafted recently. And yeah, I'd like to see some contributions from some of the rookies who were drafted high. It would be great if, if Becton and Mims stepped into the lineup and gave immediate results to the Jets. But as much as anything, I want, I want younger players, guys who were drafted in recent years, guys entering year two, maybe even year three to step up and really show that they're ready to make an impact. And if they do, it's again, this is directly correlated to the team's success. We always hear people say, well, I'd rather have a bad year and have this player develop than a good year and this player not develop. Well, if your players are developing, you're going to be good. If your players are not developing, you're going to be bad. These these two are very well connected. So again, you look at young players, 
if the Jets are having a good season, it's a sign young players who were drafted recently are stepping up. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Locked on Jets podcast here on this Monday. And today I'm explaining to you why I think success or failure for the 2020 Jets season is based on whether the team makes the playoffs or not. And the last thing I'm going to say I feel less passionately about than everything else, but I would like to see the Jets show signs that Joe Douglas is on the right track. And that means some of his signings have worked out. That means, again, maybe some of his early draft picks are ready to contribute immediately. And this this is less pressing because Douglas's job is really a long-term job. And if guys don't produce this year, it's not necessarily a sign Douglas is a failure. And I'll give you the alternate scenario. We all remember back Mike McCagnan's first year, that 2015 season where the Jets spent big in the offseason. A lot of the guys produced immediately. The Jets had that 10-win season. Probably like 95% of the fan base loved McCagnan, myself included. At that point, McCagnan won the Executive of the Year Award. And then everything fell apart after that. 2016 was ter- was terrible, and the Jets have really been bad ever since. So it's not necessarily that important for Douglas because the Jets could have a good year in 2020, and then things fall apart, and that does not mean Douglas has done a great job. Conversely, he inherited a, a pretty big rebuild, so it might take more than one year for us to start seeing results. So I, I don't want to put too much on Joe Douglas this year, but it would be nice if we look back on this in five years, in 2025, when we look back on 2020 as the year where things really started to turn around, where Douglas's moves were very effective, where the Jets improved quite a bit. That's kind of what we're, I think we're, we're looking for this year. And we won't be able to judge that for a long time. But I think we want to view 2020 as the first step, the first, the, you know, the, the, the very first sign that the Jets were starting to turn things around and that this franchise was going to see its fate improved going forward. So we'll we'll see on that front. Um, again, it's not as pressing, especially because Douglas did not really invest long-term commitments in these guys, but he signed a bunch of guys to short-term deals because he hopes that they have success and he hopes that he's able to commit to them long term. And I think that what Douglas is doing is for a lot of these guys, the Jets signed to one year contracts or contracts where the Jets can get out of the deal after one year is Douglas kind of wants to test these guys out and see what they can do. And if they earn, if you know, if they play well and earn a longer term contract, then he'll be happy to give it. That's kind of my read on the situation. 
So I think that for Joe Douglas, and again, this goes back to everything that I've said, is that if these guys have success, the Jets are going to be good as a team. And if they don't have success, the Jets are not going to be good as a team. And then Douglas will have to move on to plan B because a lot of these guys will not be here in 2021. But we'll, we'll, see, on, we'll see on all that. I, I don't feel as strongly about Douglas's performance being important in 2020 as I do about the others because I still think Douglas has time to prove what he can do. Whereas maybe Adam Gase doesn't. Maybe some of the recent draft picks need to show that they can step up this year. I think for Douglas it's less important, but it, it still would be nice. It still be, would be nice if Douglas showed that year one he could build a team capable of making the playoffs. That's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, if you enjoy our show, subscribe to it and leave it a good review. I hope you have a good Monday, everybody. We will be back tomorrow to talk more Jets. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.